The CDC wants you to just say no to the raw cookie dough in your fridge. A salmonella outbreak across six states is linked to the admittedly delicious unbaked treat, leading health officials to emphasize the risks of eating raw eggs and flour. This is Pulse Check. I'm Daniel Payne. Private equity investors are bullish on cardiology, according to PitchBook. Heart doctors are gaining appeal thanks to technological advancements, enabling surgeons to perform more cardiovascular procedures in outpatient settings rather than hospitals. Psychedelic drug ketamine is at least as effective as electroconvulsive therapy in treating severe depression, according to new research from Mass General Brigham, published in the New England Journal of Medicine. The study, with over 400 patients, is part of a wave of new research pointing to potentially revolutionary treatments for the disease. And the West Alabama Women's Center in Tuscaloosa, Alabama, has transitioned to offering new services since a state law banned abortion. Alice Miranda Olstein explains the numerous challenges clinics in the post-Bro era face. Thanks for having me. You report that clinics such as West Alabama Women's Center are finding that comprehensive women's health care services post-Roe are almost as difficult as providing abortion services before Alabama's state ban took hold. Can you explain why that is? This is sort of a paradoxical thing. This clinic used to almost exclusively provide abortions. There was just such high demand for it. They did provide some other services as well, but the vast majority of what they did was abortion. And now that abortion is completely illegal in the state, even in cases of rape or incest, they pivoted to providing other forms of care that they saw a need for in the community. So contraception, prenatal care for people who choose to continue their pregnancies and And the one that they feel is most important, but also most risky is sort of abortion adjacent care. That's not the actual procedure itself, but they have a lot of people coming in who want to find out how far along in their pregnancy they are. So they know, can I order pills since you can only take them in the first 10-ish weeks? Do I have to go to another state? If I do have to go to another state, which state can I go to? Because all these states surrounding Alabama have different bans that kick in at different points in pregnancy. And then... If people do decide to have an abortion through one of those ways, the clinic is really dedicated to being there for them afterwards. If they have a complication, need a follow-up checkup, a lot of patients and folks in the area when I was there told me that they're afraid to go to regular doctors and hospitals for that kind of thing right now, that people, even though they may have gone to another state where abortion is legal, are afraid of being turned over to law enforcement in this environment or Alabama has a history of criminalizing people, not even for abortion, just for pregnancy loss, often associated with drug use. So the state attorney general has said that he is looking at the part of the state law that says aiding and abetting an abortion is a crime and people just aren't really sure what that means. And so the clinic isn't sure if what they're doing could be considered that, even though they're only pointing people to publicly available information. And so they're afraid of the legal threats. And then also their finances are extremely dicey. Most of the patients are very low income and pay on a sliding scale or don't pay at all. A lot of them are uninsured. Alabama has not expanded Medicaid. And so they're barely hanging on. They're, they're really existing on donations. And those are not as robust as they once were either. 
it sounds like the fallout of Roe is really affecting a slew of things in this space. Tell me more about how it's impacted reproductive health care and services that these people are seeking, even that are outside of abortion. I mean, Alabama already had some of the nation's worst rates of maternal mortality, infant mortality, preterm birth, surgical cancer, teen pregnancy, all of these factors associated with just having really poor access to maternal health care and reproductive health care in general. A lot of the state is considered a maternal health desert where there's no access to an OBGYN of any kind. A lot more of the state is considered low access. Hospitals are closing. That's a story across rural America, but it's really happening in Alabama. And so people just don't have a lot of places to go for this kind of care. And so folks are really worried that if the few remaining places like this clinic I profiled aren't able to stay open in this new era, it could get even worse just because people just don't have a lot of options, especially people who don't have the means to get in the car and drive for hours and hours. You know, you talk about the financial impacts of these restrictions. Can you tell me more about that and sort of connect the dots between abortion restrictions and financial impacts for health centers across the state? This is happening at a lot of places around the country, which is that the revenue they got from providing abortions, either covered by insurance or patients paying out of pocket, that really helped subsidize all the other care they were providing. And so without that revenue, they're really, really struggling right now. And like I said, a lot of this clinic's patients are uninsured. Some do have Medicaid, but as we know from covering this, Medicaid reimbursement rates are abysmally low and a lot of people don't have private insurance. And so the clinic is eking along and they are not eligible for a lot of forms of finances that are keeping places in some other states afloat, such as, so there's the Title 10 Family Planning Program. That's going to a lot of clinics like them in other states that provide low-cost contraception, subsidized STD testing, and other services. But Alabama law says no Title 10 funds can go to any clinic like that. It can only go to state and local health departments. And so they are ineligible for a form of funding that could keep them alive, even though they don't do abortions anymore at all. And so just a lot of different factors making it really hard to survive. And when it comes to folks who are in Alabama seeking these services, what alternatives exist for them at this point? Like I said, not many. You have local hospitals closing. Something I didn't mention, a lot of the hospitals that remain don't have any obstetric care available. They don't have obstetric units. That's a story across rural America, but definitely in Alabama. And I spent a day reporting at the State House in Montgomery, and the legislature is considering a lot of things, but the things that would help clinics like this survive, and even hospitals, don't have a good chance from what I gather. Medicaid expansion is likely not happening, even though North Carolina and some other Republican-controlled states have moved in that direction. Bills, there's nothing really on the horizon to change those Title X rules, like I said. And there are efforts to also ease the state's abortion ban, have some more exceptions and flexibility. That is not likely to happen either. In fact, they seem to be going in the other direction and are increasing the, the penalties and the criminalization of abortion, even though it's already banned completely. And the groups I talked to really sort of are upfront that they are not counting on the government to come bail them out and save them. They really are trying to do whatever they can on their own. They're teaching sexual health workshops around the state. They are 
distributing plan B emergency contraception, encouraging people to have it on hand in case they need it later to avoid an unwanted pregnancy and a need for an abortion. Groups are lobbying their local and state officials. So there's a lot going on, but your no big solution is evident. So we've talked about a lot of the sort of in an abstract sense, but was there someone or some particular story that stands out as really illustrating how all these effects compound? I spent a few days at the clinic and a lot of patients were too scared to talk to me, but some were very generous and took some time to talk. And one of them was a student at the University of Alabama, which was right down the road from the clinic. And she told me that she was there to get an IUD, long-term, very reliable form of contraception. And she had not even heard about the clinic, even though it was right by campus. But she first tried to go to the student health center and they told her it would be a months and months wait to get an IUD and that they only had had male doctors on staff and she felt really uncomfortable with that. She wanted a a woman doctor. Then she tried the local county health department. They're the ones that get all the Title X funds. And they also said it would be a months and months wait. And so she was searching around and she found the clinic and they could get her in the next day for an IUD. That really shows how even these perfectly legal forms of care that help avoid the need for abortion are just very hard to access. And there are just not a lot of places in much of the country where folks can go to obtain it. Alice, thanks so much for talking. Great to talk. And before you go, I wanted to let you know about the Politico Healthcare Summit on Wednesday, June 7th. The summit will convene lawmakers and government officials to talk about how tech and innovation are transforming healthcare. You can learn more and register for in-person or remote attendance at politico.com. And that's our show. Our music is by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. Afra Abdullah is our producer. Annie Reese is our senior producer. Our healthcare team editors are Eli Reyes, Dan Goldberg, Barbara Van Tyne, Beth Belton, and Sean Zeller. Jenny Ahmet is the executive producer of audio at Politico. I'm Daniel Payne. Subscribe or follow Pulse Check for a new episode every day. And subscribe to our newsletters where you can read this reporting. Pulse, Future Pulse, and Prescription Pulse. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.